When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, before we move on to this discussion about the Minnesota Vikings, uh, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. Uh, you know, Boomer Jacks, I keep telling you guys uh, about the place. It, it is a wonderful spot, and specifically, you need to check it out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because we all love wings. Who doesn't love wings? And on Tuesday, they have half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, it's half-price boneless wings. But, you know, Thursday through Monday, the other days of the week, they still got a lot of great stuff for you. They got $3 drink specials. They got buckets of beer for 15 bucks. wall-to-wall TVs, live music, coldest beer on tap you'll ever find, wonderful appetizers. It's just a great spot all the way around. Whether you're looking for a good spot for happy hour with the uh, co-workers, you're looking for a place with your buddies to watch the game, or, you know, just somewhere to have dinner with your family, Boomer Jacks is the perfect spot for all of that. So whatever you want, Boomer Jacks is going to fulfill it for you. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, the Minnesota Vikings are uh, on the schedule this week for the Cowboys. A uh, Minnesota Vikings team, the Cowboys beaten three times in a row in Minnesota. Uh, J-Ron Curse, though, had some uh, high praise when he was asked today about Justin Jefferson, the stud receiver there for the Vikings. He's the best receiver in the league right now, hands down. Really? Yeah, hands down. I mean, the tape doesn't lie. Uh, you know, anybody could – you can say whatever you want to say. You turn the tape on, you see it. And, uh, you know, he, he gets open against everybody. Uh, you know, he, he, he plays good against every opponent, every top corner you put in front of him. He's going out and he's making his plays, his individual plays, winning his individual matchup. Uh, you know, so the tape, the tape doesn't lie. I wanted to start off with that, Brian, because I got to ask you. First off, we already know, you know, go Tigers. You're, you're, you're an LSU guy. We know that. Uh, but I think outside of that, even, you, you, you can be objective about this. I, I wanted to lead off with this because he's obviously going to be a big focus. Uh, do you agree with Jay Ronkers' take that right now Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football? You know what? It's funny you say that because I, I thought coming out that Chase at Cincinnati was a better player than Jefferson. You know, I mean, if you looked at LSU and how they played and all that, now Joe Burrow and everything. And I'll tell you what, Jefferson, though, um, I think I think Curse is right. I mean, you watch him play, you watch him release off the line, you watch him get into routes. 
you watch the hand-eye, you watch the body control, the balance, the ability to stop, come back to the ball, catch the ball in your hands, uh, contort his body to make plays. Uh, yeah, I mean, last year the Cowboys held him to career lows when it came to catches, targets, yards, and all that stuff. And so, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm sure that in his mind, he's probably thinking like, this is not going to happen to me again. But when they need an absolute big play, that was fourth and 19 in that Buffalo game. Yeah. All, Buffalo had, all Buffalo had to do was not try and intercept the ball, just <laughs> knock it away. Yeah. You know, just tip the ball away, tip the ball back over the top of you. You know, every time I watch him make that catch, I'm thinking, just knock the ball away. Don't go for the interception. Don't give him – don't stop the ball for him. But uh, incredible player, uh, very much a uh, very confident player. You know, he, he, I could say he comes out of a program at LSU where uh, he had huge success, you know, huge success playing as a receiver. And, you know, there were receivers that were taken ahead of him. So he's also, you know, playing with a little chip on his shoulder as well. But he, he's uh, – I don't think I don't think Curse is wrong. I think he's the best receiver in the league right now. I gotta say, one of the big takeaways I had watching the Vikings was it does not matter if you like. I mean, you can do everything in your power to take him away. You can play things perfectly. He still makes plays. He does safety yeah, that's help. Just, yeah. Safety help. Tight coverage doesn't matter. Uh, I know you. Did you get a chance to watch the Washington game when you were studying? I did. Saint, I did. Saint Juiced pl- covered him pretty well. There yeah. were several plays where yeah. Saint Juiced was right there. And he yeah. just caught it. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I think for a, a team over here that's kind of frustrated at the amount of separation they get because guys aren't, uh, you know, they don't have that my ball mentality all the time like you've talked about. Boy, I, I don't know that anybody in the NFL right now embodies my ball more than uh, Justin Jefferson because he'll make that – he's one of these guys that even when he's not open, he's open. It's kind of, it's almost yeah. Des Bryant-like in that sense. Yeah, I kind of uh, – I watched the Miami game, and I thought Miami did a pretty good job on him. I don't remember the number of receptions and all that or the targets in the Miami game, but I felt like Miami kind of hung with him in that game. But, yeah, I mean, the commanders, uh, Buffalo, I mean, you see the thing that's so impressive is how he gets off the line. He's able to separate. He's able to run. He could stop on a dime. He comes back to the ball. He could go to the sidelines. He runs routes in the middle of the field. You know, in the red zone, He's you could fit the ball to him in tight spots. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is gonna be a handful for the Cowboys to deal with. Now, let's talk about some of the other aspects of this offense. Uh, first off, they they've added T.J. Hawkinson uh, yeah. in recent weeks, which has only made them stronger. He he's had you know, and he's already proven to be a a favorite target of Kirk Cousins. We're talking about a guy who in two games now is averaging about ten targets a game with them. But T.J. Hawkinson, a guy who gave the Cowboys problems three four weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, how big, I mean, obviously, especially while you're worried about taking away the running game and trying to fix things there, how big is, is their ability to, to take away T.J. Hawkinson going to be for them on Sunday, do you think? Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys were on a hell of a run before they played the Lions when it came to defending tight ends. You know, and last week for the Packers, you know, uh, Robert Tunyon was the leading receiver, I mean, going into the game for the Packers and felt like that they, you know, kind of hung in there on him. But, yeah. Hawkinson's is a different a different cat, and what they do is a lot of pocket movement with this quarterback. They like to hard play action and then roll the pocket uh, like the Cowboys do with the boots, the waggles, 
Uh, you know, those are the types of plays, and they like to drag the tight end. They like to put the tight end in bunch formations. And, you know, we saw the, the Packers have some success running the bunch formations and scattering that, and then all of a sudden the Cowboys' corners got caught a little flat-footed trying to play coverage. Yeah. So I, w- I would anticipate that you'll see, you know, they're going to go back and look at some of the stuff that Hawkinson was able to do when the Cowboys and the Lions played early in the year. Maybe it's like, okay, maybe we need to incorporate a little of this stuff because he clearly had a really nice game. One of the things that I think is going to be frustrating about this game for Cowboys fans is, man, when you watch Dalvin Cook, like I said, they haven't necessarily been the most efficient team in the league, but Dalvin Cook and even Alex Madison, Madison's been really good. Um, It's funny. They look look so similar. Like, They're like both single-digit numbers. Single-digit yeah. backs with, like, four and two. builds. Four, and one, like, yeah, one wears four, one wears two. They, and they seem and to they, run similarly. They run this, They run very similar. And yeah. so it's just – it can be a little uh, – it can be a little bit confusing trying to figure out which one. But, like, these are two really good backs. And one of the things I've noticed about Cook is, man, he gets to his spot in a hurry. Like, whether it's yeah. he's – you know, if he's trying to, you know, run up the middle and he's looking for a crease – He'll hit it in a hurry. Like, like you've got a little, just a very little bit of time to close on him. But he also gets to the outside really quickly. Uh, he's somebody who can bounce it outside if things aren't there in the middle. Like, he's he presents a ton of problems. Like, I feel like Dalvin Cook is the exact type of runner that this run defense right now probably doesn't want to see with the way they've played things. Yeah, the thing that makes Cook so difficult, and, and to your point with Madison as well, is that if they bounce, if the play starts inside and then it kind of gets muddy and you don't tackle him right then and there, he's going to bounce the ball to the outside. Yeah. And he's got the capability. He's got the capability to get to the corner, as you mentioned, Bobby, in a hurry. And the, the Vikings do a really good job. I've seen some sequences of people breaking down their tape and how they get their alignment up on second levels, how they – push on the front side, and then the ball bends back weak side because you've committed. You know, the Cowboys have had some problems playing run defenses. Everybody knows, you know, Micah overruns plays. uh, Vanderesh overruns plays. You know, they have defenders that have overrun, and then all of a sudden the ball comes back, and it's a five- or six-yard gain when it probably should have only been one or two yards. So, yeah, I mean, you know, how you play in the gaps. But it's going to be really, really important – uh, this week to not let Cooks or excuse me, Cook bounce the ball outside on you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Man, it's funny uh, watching Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it's just because now he's out of the division and so I've forgotten about it um, or, or something's changed. Has he always had... It looks like kind of a funny release. Has he always had yeah. like? Have you seen it? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it, it yeah. looks it's it's kind of elongated, and it uh, it seems like he releases. Uh, like, like I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's a it's a funny looking release that looks almost uh, you know like the way you'd see stuff in like 1982. Like, like I oh no, yeah, he's very he's very much an old throwbacks quarterback because he does like to sit in the pocket and throw the ball. 
That's something. I mean, he is not afraid to deliver the ball. Uh, you'll see some times where he'll flinch a little bit. You know, he, he knows he's about to take a hit, but he'll get rid of the ball. Um, you know, that's something you just have to have to be ready for. He's another one of those guys, much like Aaron Rodgers, though. If you get to him quick, get around him, you could sack it. You know, you get him now. He'll try and throw the ball away too. I mean, I, I saw. Uh, heck, it was against uh, it was against the Commanders. I believe he was. Uh, they were down in their own end of the field, and he gets trapped in the end zone basically. And you know, he's throwing the ball. He's like risking grounding, yeah, you know, to get rid of a ball that you know could have been called a safety, and you know, but he didn't care. He just was didn't want to take a sack. And so, yeah. I, but he's a he's a very much a get all his body into his throw type of guy. Like he, he's like a, he's like whips his body yeah. along with his arm in order to get the ball out. This is an interesting quote. I thought uh, from Brandon Thorne today, uh, who, who writes for Bleacher Report and does some other things, a, a real good follow for offensive line stuff. And uh, he says this about Kirk Cousins. I'm curious for your thought on this. He says the most underrated and overlooked thing that makes Kirk Cousins valuable is depth consistency in the pocket. Rarely will you yeah. ever see him past eight yards. It's near Brady-like in that one specific area of the game that makes him particularly, uh, or that makes him extremely offensive line friendly, particularly for tackles. And they've got two really good tackles there. How how e- how much does that help Darasaw and O'Neal there uh, w- when they know exactly where the quarterback's going to be on every single drop back? Huge, huge. Imagine what it's like to try and pass block for Justin Fields. You know, imagine what it's like to pass block for Lamar Jackson, for Pat Mahomes. You know, I mean, depth, you know, we always say this about the offensive line. Centers and the guards are responsible for the depth of the pocket. The tackles are responsible for the width. So if you're a tackle and you know that your quarterback's on a five-step drop, he's going to be at five. He's not going to be at six. He's not going to be at seven. He's not going to be at eight. He's going to be at five. He's going to he's going to take the snap, drop back, fist step, ball out. You know that's huge when you're a pass blocker and you know exactly that. Hey, if I get beat inside, you know there's a chance that they might get a sack. But if I keep this guy wide, well then you know we got a great shot at getting the ball out. When it comes to trying to to rush Kirk Cousins, my takeaway is especially if Darisaw plays. Now Darisaw's in concussion protocol. Don't know where, where that one's going to be at, but watching this, it feels like your best chance to try and pressure Kirk Cousins is going to be those A and B gaps and then and, and getting pressure yeah, at the interior. I agree. And, and you, know, you know, Ezra Cleveland at one guard and then my LSU guy, Ed Ingram, at the other. I kind of felt like that Ed Ingram was the one that was a little bit more leaky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think Brian O'Neill and Darisaw, I think the tackles, I think they're good. I really do. Very I mean, good. and I and the thing with O'Neill is the but the longer he had to block, the more that you could kind of break him down. And he's the right tackle. So keep an eye on him. But I felt like if there was a guy to go inside and get an attack, it'd be the rookie Ed O'Neill from LSU. 
Ed Ingram, but yeah, yeah you, Ingram. I'm yeah, sorry, no, yeah, no, no, Ed Ingram, Brian yeah, O'Neill, Ed Ingram, throwing around a lot of names. I uh, no, I was I, I was talking about Brian uh, Brian O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian O'Neill, Ed Ingram. We're mixing, Brian yeah, we're mixing tackle, names up. And, yeah, and Ed Ingram is the. I got you. I got you. I got you. Let's flipping it over to the defensive side of the game. I'll be honest, Brian. As much as I know, there's probably not a lot of people that want to see Dallas throw the ball after uh, you know the two interception game from Dak and and the fact that the running game was really really good. And there are a lot of people who thought that they should have run it more. I still think after watching these games of the Vikings, I think the way to beat the Vikings might be through the air. That might be the way to do it. Um, just because I think that that's where there's a little bit more susceptibility. If you can block up that front four for the Vikings, which is really good. Their their edge rushers are fantastic. Daniel Hunter, um, and then you've got Zadarius Smith, and then even the guys they have in reserves coming in. I think Patrick Jones is good. I think DJ Wanham is good. They, they, they've got a lot of ability to, to get home with just four, and that's obviously a, a big boost for them. But otherwise, I feel like there's an, a, an opportunity to take advantage of you know, Cameron Bynum, Harrison Smith, uh, at times Patrick Peterson. Like, I think you can take advantage of the secondary if Dak yeah. gets time to throw. Yeah, I agree with you. I think these edge rushers are especially tough. I think Zadarius Smith, you know, you're talking about a game at the the Bank Stadium there, I guess, is, you know, yeah. it used to be the old Metrodome. I mean, new, well, it's a new stadium, but it's loud, it's difficult, hearing is a problem. Uh, the Cowboys have experienced that, but you've got some young guys that haven't. And so, yeah, I, I, I really do like Zadarius Smith and, you know, coming over from the Packers. I think he's played with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, you mentioned Daniil Hunter. There's another LSU guy uh, that they have on their team that I think both these guys understand how to long rush, dip, drive, you know, get to the passer. They're, they're gonna they're gonna be tough. They're gonna be tough on these two tackles uh, for the Cowboys in this football game. Uh, but I I think if you can handle that, you're right. I'm gonna this is gonna sound bad attacking another LSU guy. Even though this team is I believe they're second in the league in turnovers, I think they've got 18. They they get a lot. Back. They do. They will get some turnovers. Yeah. They're they're takeaway they happy. They will get some turnovers, and so I think you have to be very mindful, very careful as you play, but. I think you can go after Patrick Peterson in this game. I, I you know, and I, I know that Evans, the rookie, uh, really struggled against Diggs from Buffalo, but Diggs puts a lot of people in harm's way. But I think there's a way you can go after Patrick Peterson, and I think he's a little bit guessy and that kind of, you know, he's a veteran. He kind of gambles a little bit, but I kind of saw him getting spun around on some of these games. And I feel like that maybe that, that would be uh, the thing. Like I said, him and then uh, a Caleb Ale- uh, Caleb uh, Evans are the two guys I kind of feel like in the, in the secondary you need to, to kind of keep an eye on. Who do you think on offense uh, has a really favorable matchup that could have a big game? I think the tight ends. I think, you know, Hunter, Hunter Smith, I, or excuse me, Harrison Smith, uh, I think Harrison Smith is, I think he's good, but I don't, yeah, you know, I, I I think he's one of those guys that's kind of now in that game where he's on the back you, end. He's on the back end. Yeah, of if you, th- I mean, he's been in a lot of collisions. My man's been playing since 2012. Yeah, he has a 10 year vet. He's still cagey, rangy, all that stuff. But there's times you see him kind of gamble on stuff and come up bad. So him, Peterson, 
you know, you can make some plays if you can get some protection in this game. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.